0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the May 19th edition of the Connect Online Meeting. So very good to be with you. Uh, Of course, my name is Jonathan Jenkins. We are here every Monday, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, and Friday, 7 7 o'clock Eastern Time is when we start. Um, My co-host, Eric Owens, is not here today. Uh, I believe he is still on his way back from West Virginia, uh, where he was preaching in a meeting up there. Uh, and we look forward to having him back. Not sure if he'll be with us tomorrow or not, or, or not. Um, but uh, hopefully he'll be back with us no later than Monday, and we'll have the family back together again. But uh, hope the meeting went well for him and his travels are going safely. Uh, it is Thursday night, which means you have a, roughly a 50% chance of having Robbie Eversole with us, and you are lucky tonight. That's who we have, and we'll get to Brother Robbie here in just a moment. Um, while we are getting started, uh, if you would, please take a second and make sure that you are subscribed to all of our social media platforms, we would appreciate that. Um, we have a presence on Locals, on uh, on Rumble, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Podbean, on Twitter, uh, pretty much everywhere. The links to those descriptions are included in the um, description of the uh, uh, video or the, the audio that you are watching tonight. Uh, so if you would uh, just take a second to make sure you have checked out all those different platforms, we would appreciate it if you would. Um, also, if you would take a second and share the uh, broadcast tonight, the web stream tonight, we would appreciate it if you would do that as well. Let other people know what's going on around here. It always helps us out a great deal when you engage with the um, with the stream every night. Um, and if you would uh, consider supporting Digital Bible Study, we'd also appreciate that. Uh, you can do that nightly with the stars and the super chats on, on Facebook and YouTube and some other ways on the other platforms that we're on. Uh, you can also uh, become a subscriber to our website at digitalbiblestudy.org or you can also uh, be a subscriber on our Locals page or over at Patreon or wherever you you choose to. Uh, We'd uh, love to have you as part of our family here on some level and um, uh, we appreciate all the things that you do for us in all of those ways. Having said, oh, I almost forgot Eric's part of the intro. I got to do that too because I'm the only one here. We're going to be saying a prayer at the end of the session tonight. So if you would like us to pray for anything going on in your life or anybody else's, uh, feel free to put those request into the uh, comment section and we will get to those at the end of the uh, session this evening. Now let's turn our attention to our speaker. Um, Doesn't really need a whole lot of introduction because he is one of our uh, regulars, wonderful good friend of the program and of Eric and myself Um, and it's just good to have you back here Robbie with the kind of the cut up we've had in the schedule over the last few weeks. Uh, It feels like it's been a minute since you've been on with us man it's good to see you again uh you're looking bright and colorful tonight you got your screen colors on, man that's all right how you doing sir
1: i'm doing fine sir i'm doing fine real men can wear hot pink
0: (laughs) yeah and all and all the other men do too but that's probably a different topic for a different night would be my guess (laughs) oh so catch us up a little bit man How, how things going for you how's your work going how's your family uh always tell us about your boy or something like that whatever you got going on let us know
1: Uh, Attendance holding all about uh, two thirds of what we were before COVID. So uh, we've still not gained those numbers back yet. So discouraging when uh, you could go to Walmart and have a service, but uh, I guess you can't catch COVID at Walmart, can you? So uh, it's just really discouraging that people uh, still haven't come back to the assembly. Maybe some of them are listening tonight and maybe they'll hear the hurt in my voice. Uh, get on back to church. It's time we get everything opened up and going again. But uh, everything's going great as far as me and my family. And uh, just couldn't be better, working pretty hard. But uh, allergies and pollen, I'm in the throes of that tonight. So say a silent prayer for me now.
0: <laughs> yeah. You need that at the start of the lesson, huh? Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, um glad to hear that. Um the family's doing well and all that. And I know your struggles y'all are having in terms of attendance. Uh I know where where I am at Rockledge, we're going through the same thing. I think we had largest attendance since everything hit the other other week. I think we had 120 when we were running about 170 or so before the uh before the thing hit. Uh, but it's taking us that long just to get back to 120. So, um, I guess things are maybe getting better for us we'll see if that is that the cap or can we get some of those back more and you know hopefully we can also start adding in some some new folks as well uh, as, as as the opportunity presents itself but um yep yeah, um tonight your title is an exceeding righteousness I think that's what you you sent to me um yes want give us a hint where you're going? I have an idea, maybe, what? but you want to give us a hint? We'll start going? out with Matthew
1: 5:20, and then we're going to do on Acts 8 4. We're going to go all over preaching the word.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds great. Go, oh, <laughs> Acts 8 4, go all over preaching the word. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, well, we are looking forward to it. Man, it's good to see you again. Thank you for coming back home with us, and I will turn the room over to you now, and we don't have anybody behind you so if you have one of those 12 points 12 point sermons lined up go right ahead and preach all 12 points man <laughs> i got
1: i got three or four points but they got a lot of little sub points a lot of
0: sub points to it we'll uh, all right man room's yours go ahead and start preaching whenever you're ready brother
1: thank you brother good to be with you thank you for coming and uh, being a part of our program tonight love the digital bible program it's an excellent thing god bless uh uh, Jonathan and Eric, and their wisdom in beginning this program and their stick to and making sure the program is continuing. It's reaching a lot of people, doing a lot of good, edifying the saints, building up and encouraging the saints. And that's so, so very vital. I believe and recognize, or at least I think that to large measure, the saints is who we speak to in this program and exceeding righteousness. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 20, but he said unto them, or but I say unto you, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of God, and exceeding righteousness. Now God demands righteousness, always has, always will over there in 1st Peter 1 15 and 16 as it is written be ye holy for I your Lord God am holy God demands holiness or righteousness in 1st Peter four seventeen, Peter pens for it's time that judgment began at the house of God and if it first begins with us wherein shall the ungodly and the sinner appear what is righteousness well, the word means right. Look at the first five letters of the word, R-I-G-H-T. It was once spelled right wiseness And so it, it, it has to do with the wisdom and the knowledge to know and to do what is right. Just the knowledge doesn't make one righteous. Just knowing the definition of the word. It is a knowing and a doing of the what the word entails righteousness there are three areas where we we must be right we must be right in our relationship with God Hebrews eleven six 6 says without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that will diligently seek him we must be right in our relationship with God and that will entail faith, because if our faith is lacking, we cannot be right with God. And the Bible says over there in Matthew 7 and 12, we've got to be right, secondly, with our fellow man. And whatsoever therefore you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. we got to be right with ourselves. Have you ever read Titus 2 in verse 12? that grace that's appeared to all men, verse 11 teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live now here it is soberly that's my relationship to myself soberly i've got to live in such a way that i like the man who looks back at me in the mirror soberly my relationship to myself righteously that's my relationship to my fellow man and godly that's my relationship to God. well, how how right must one be? A Bible class teacher admonishing an unruly student once said, "Just do halfway right, and everything is going to be fine. Brethren, does that get it? Jesus gave the top line, the mark for which all of us are to strive and to aim our lives and that is God's righteousness. Did he not say in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Did he not say in Matthew 5 and 48, be ye therefore perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. The top line, the high watermark of righteousness is God's righteousness and that's what we are to aim for. Jesus also gave the bottom line. Since there are those that perhaps are more interested in seeing just how little they can do, how little they can do to get by, the very minimum for acceptance is what some want to uh, do. Jesus gave that number too. It's exceptional righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and of the Pharisees. Now let's learn some things, some general characteristics, if you will, of the scribes and the Pharisees. Well, the scribes, they were professional scholars of the law of Moses. They were experts in the law. They were called lawyers and doctors of the law. So as you're reading the New Testament, and you see these words, lawyers and doctors of the law, that's the scribes. And they were highly respected by the common people who call them rabbi, which means my master or my teacher. And they demanded reverence above all that uh, were about them. And they demanded reverence even above that which was due parents. They served as judges on the Jewish Supreme Court, making up that 71-man rulership of the high court called the Sadducees. And uh, they were uh, there and sitting in those positions because of their great expertise of the law. Then the Pharisees, who are they? They were a fraternal order or a religious society who followed the scribes and practiced what they taught. They adhered strictly to the law as interpreted by the scribes and they made it their goal to bring all other people into conformity with what the scribes taught that the law of Moses taught. So their allegiance was to the scribes uh, and not to God. I'm reminded of Acts 17, 11. Those noble Bereans searched the scriptures, even checked up on the apostle Paul to see if those things were so. Our allegiance needs to be to God and not to some man. Many churches today are more committed to Dr. So-and-so than they are to God. But the Pharisees professed have a monopoly on the understanding of the law and they claimed to be more religious than others. Even Jesus didn't meet their religious standards. So that's who the scribes were. Remember the Pharisees, they did not believe in the resurrection. They did not believe in spirit spirits. They were the theological liberals of the day and the Pharisees, they were on the other extreme of the pendulum. They were the theological legalists of the day. They made up rules and they made up laws that God had not made and they gave them to the people and insisted that they do them. So that's who the scribes and the pharisees are. Now let us learn of the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. And remember, except our righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Jesus said, you shall in no wise, there's no way that you can enter into or or remain a member of the kingdom of God. So let's learn some of the characteristics of the righteousness of these scribes and these pharisees. Now the pharisees had their good points, which showed them to be extremely religious. Notice this, they prayed on a regular basis. Luke 18.10, a a pharisee and a publican went up to the temple to pray. They were praying people. They met regularly for worship, Luke 4.16, Jesus entered into the temple as it was, or the synagogue as it was the custom of him to do. Why did he do that? Because number one, he wanted to worship God. Number two, that's where the Jews were. He wanted to have an influence on the Jews. And so they worshiped regularly, they zealously evangelized. In Matthew 23 and 15, Jesus said, "Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites!" He said, "For you compass land and sea to make or to find one convert. And when you find that convert, you make him twofold more the child of hell than he ever was before you converted him." They searched the scriptures, and John five and thirty-nine. <clears throat> Jesus said, "You search the scriptures for in them you think." You have eternal life, but they are they which testify me. They thought all they needed to do was understand the words without giving any allegiance, any obedience, uh, any surrender to the King that those words presented. And he said, you think that just knowing the words, just knowing the Bible will bring you everlasting life. He said, the scriptures testify me and you have rejected me. So instead of searching for truth, they searched for what they already believe, their preconceived notions and ideas. They searched for what they could bind or apply to others and not what they could apply to themselves. They were very enthusiastic. In Romans chapter 9, verses 31 and 32 and then down in Romans 10, one and two, let us read. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Why was that? Because they didn't practice what the law taught. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at, the, uh, at that stumbling stone which namely was Jesus. Chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And so they went about it all wrong. They thought just rule keeping would save them. And they thought that they could reject the, uh, the Savior and they stumbled over him. They were waiting on the prophet for years and years and years. Deuteronomy 18, 15 told them that he was coming. And when he came, they didn't recognize him because he didn't come to be the kind of king or deliverer that they were looking for. So they were very enthusiastic, making sure that every I was dotted, every T was crossed. There was a period at at the end of every sentence, but they did not yield their heart. They did not approach God through faith. Actually, another good point of the scribes and the Pharisees though, they gave liberally. Remember in Matthew 23, 23, Jesus said, woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe a nice mint and cumin. He said, but these you ought to have done, but you've overlooked the weightier matters of the law, justice, faith, and mercy. They were so scrupulous to tithe the tiniest little seed. They gave liberally. And all of the above, they had the externals down thing. And there were many points which disqualified them from having righteousness suitable for or sufficient for entrance into the kingdom and membership into the kingdom of God. Let's notice some of their failings. Number one, they were impenitent. Look with me in Matthew 3, verses 7 and 8. Now, when they came to John the Baptist, notice what? This text says, Matthew 3, verses 7 and 8. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Now notice this, bring forth therefore fruits, meat, or worthy of repentance. They were coming to John for baptism but their heart wasn't in it they were coming to John for baptism it was to be just an outward show for them there was no repentance in their lives and John knew it and he said you go and you you bring a penitent heart back and we'll do business so they were impenitent they were unwilling to submit to God they made up their own rules as a matter of fact they hated the Lord so much that they put him to death they refused to be baptized have you ever read Luke 7 verse number 30 Luke 7 verse number 30 but the Pharisees and the lawyers notice this rejected the counsel of God against themselves being not baptized of him that is John or people like that today Matthew 3:15 we'll make some application in a few moments. Matthew 3:15 and Jesus answered and said unto them, "Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh earth is to fulfill all righteousness. Then John suffered him, or he baptized him. So Jesus was baptized though he had no sin. Why was he baptized? Well, you had two teachers, both saying they came from God. John said he was from God. Jesus said he was from God. And guess what? John was teaching baptism. And so it kept the rumors of Israel from looking at John and saying, you teach baptism and you say you're from God and Jesus rejects baptism and he says he's from God. It put John and Jesus on the same page but they were also covetous. And Luke 16, 14, and the Pharisees also, who were covetous, heard all these things and they derided him. Friends, covetousness is idolatry, Colossians 3 and 5. Have you ever read 1 Corinthians 10, 14? Paul says, wherefore my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. In Revelation 21, 8, we find eight specific sins, one of which is idolatry. And Jesus says, those who do such things will burn in the lake of fire and brimstone. Idolatry. And so the Pharisees were covetous, which means they were idolaters. Nextly, they were hypocritical. Matthew 23 and 13, but woe unto you, scribes, and pharisees and hypocrites he says for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men for ye neither will go in yourselves neither suffer them that are entering to go in again the jews were looking to the religious leaders and the religious leaders were constantly berating jesus and bad mouthing jesus and so they weren't going to go in either so the pharisees and the scribes wouldn't go in but then the common people of the day the large measure they didn't go in either because all they ever heard of jesus was bad we need to remember that jesus looks on the heart and he knows what is in man in first samuel 16 7 or excuse me yes first samuel 16 7 the bible says man looks on the outward appearance but God looks on the heart and John 2 and 25 Jesus did not need that any would testify man for he knew what was in man and there are literally a lot of different references in the bible where we find Jesus knowing what people is thinking before they ever open their mouth to reveal their heart their hypocrisy is mentioned seven times in one chapter, the chapter of Matthew 23, they love to be seen and heard of men. Matthew 6, 1 to 5, and Jesus even warned, When you do your alms, don't stand on the street corners. Don't be like the scribes and the Pharisees, the hypocrites, and blow a bugle at and say, Well, look what I've done, and blow a bugle. He said, No, enter into your closet and your father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly. Nextly, the scribes and the Pharisees, the hypocrites were self-righteous. They trusted in themselves. Luke 18, 9, the Bible says, or Jesus says, and he spake this parable unto them, unto certain that trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and that they despised others. Friends, a man all wrapped up in himself makes a mighty small package. Philippians three and nine, Paul says, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith in Jesus Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith. Isaiah said it like this, in Isaiah 64 four six. All of our righteousness is as a filthy garment. They bound, actually they bound their traditions upon others. Read Matthew 15, to nine, and see how that they were literally those who bound their traditions upon others. No wonder Jesus says, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. They held only to a form of godliness, but denied the power of the form. Second Timothy three and five. They were religious, but they were not righteous because they were not right. Friends learn this. Jesus did not come to make men religious, but to make men religiously right. Men were religious, all the way back in the Garden of Eden. But Jesus came so that we could be religiously right. Point number three tonight, I want us to consider and to compare our righteousness with that of the scribes and the Pharisees. Now this is important. For if it does not exceed theirs, we cannot enter in or remain in the kingdom of God. Jesus says, in no case in no manner in no way can we enter into the kingdom or remain in it if our righteousness does not exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the pharisees it's obvious that many fall short of the good points of the scribes and the pharisees they were extremely religious many today only have the appearance of religion they fuss all the way to the church building. They gripe when they get up, and they use terminology. You're like, well, I guess we got to go to church today instead of I get. I have the blessed privilege and opportunity to go and worship my God. So they were extremely righteous or religious. Some of us are only playing religion. They prayed regularly, as we said in, in uh, Matthew 18 and 10, or Luke 18 and 10. We sing sweet hour of prayer, and don't spend five minutes per day in it. Jesus said in Luke eighteen, "One man to always pray and never to faint." First Thessalonians five seventeen, Paul says, "Pray without ceasing." 1 John 5:14, my favorite prayer and our, our verse in all of the Bible, dealing with prayer. And this is the confidence that we have in Him: if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So they were worshipful; they attended on a regular basis. You and I sing wonderful story of love, tell it to me again, but we fail to come back on Sunday night or Wednesday nights to hear the good old Jews, Jerusalem gospel told one more time. Hebrews ten twenty five says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Does not say not forsaken the assembly. If it says don't forsake the assembly, you could assemble on Sunday morning and then you've assembled. But it says not forsaking the assembling. Every time the church assembles, that is the assembling, that is not to be forsaken. So they attended regularly. Nextly they compass land and sea to make one convert. Matthew 25 23, fifteen. We sing, I'll go where you want me to go and then fail or refuse to walk across the street to talk to a neighbor. We hardly evangelize at all, if any. Yet Jesus pointed a nail pierced hand to world of Sin and said, go preach the gospel to the end of time, do it, and I will be with you and until the end. You'll never walk up a pig path. You'll never cross a trail or a street alone. You'll never knock the door alone. I will be with you. Actually, they search the scriptures. We say, Give me the Bible. And we say, And more about Jesus, what I know. And we rarely study, if at all. Our Bibles have dust on them. Listen, friends, the Bible is not a treasure chest for four leaf clovers and for photos. The Bible is the Word of God, and we must drink deep from it. Psalm 119, verse 11, Thy word of a hidden in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. But sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and be ready always to give an answer to every man who asketh you a reason of the hope that is within you with meekness and fear, 1 Peter 3 and 15. Friends, we cannot live if we just eat once a week. Matthew 4 and 4, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. How are we doing when we compare our righteousness with the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees? Remember, our righteousness must exceed theirs if we're going to be members of the kingdom of God's dear son. Actually, they were enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. The word enthusiasm simply means its compound word means God within. Do you have God within you? They were enthusiastic, but sometimes it seems as as if we're whimpering our way to glory. And uh, we assemble on Sunday morning, and you really can't tell if we're there to uh, uh, worship a corpse or to worship the risen lord and savior and king of our lives jesus christ next week they gave liberally we sing all to jesus i surrender and have trouble giving back a bare minimum of our income unto god first Corinthians 16 one and 2 the bible says that the uh and by the way this is the first time the word treasury is mentioned as i've given order to the churches of galatia Even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let each one of you lay by him in store. Literally, treasure up. There be no gatherings when I come. When Paul was coming to get the contribution, the collection for the impoverished saints in Judea, he didn't want to have to go from house to house to house to house. He said, You treasure it up, you put it in a common treasury. I can hit town and I can make one stop, and I can collect all the, uh, the benevolent funds, and I can be on my way. People are dying in Judea, and so treasure up. We sing, all to Jesus I surrender, do we really mean it? And it's also obvious that some are guilty of some of the fa- same failings of the scribes and the Pharisees. We, I'm afraid, sometimes fall short of their good points, but I think sometimes we also have some of the failings that they had in our lives. Just like the Pharisees, many refuse to repent of sin. While well, there are people that come and sit on the pew day after day, Sunday after Sunday, week after week, month after month, with sin charged to them and never step out into the aisle. They'll stand and hold on to the back of the pew in front of them until their knuckles turn white. They will not step out into the aisle and confess that sin and get it taken care of. Some of us are just as guilty. Oh, let's not rub it in on the scribes and the Pharisees when we got our own problems. Listen, religion without repentance is worthless. Jesus said in Luke 13, three and five, I tell you nay, that except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. In Acts 17, 30 and 31, at the time of this ignorance, God once went, but now commands all men, how many all men were everywhere, were everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man, whom he hath ordained and hath given us the assurance that he hath raised him from the dead so just like the pharisees we have those among us that will not repent of sin and just like the pharisees many will not submit to baptism in revelation 1 5 he loosed us from our sins in his own blood he washed us that word for wash means loosed, it means washed Acts 22, 16, the very same word that the blood of Christ does in Revelation 1, 5, baptism does in Acts 22 and 16. And now why terrorists, they'll rise and be baptized and wash away, be loose from your sins. Same word in Revelation 1, 5, it's the blood that washes. In Acts twenty two 16, it is baptism that washes. But people will go to those verses and they'll go to Acts 2.38 and they'll go to Romans 6 and they'll begin to squeeze to try to get the water. That's like a sponge. They begin to squeeze to try to get the water out. But you go to 1 Peter 3.20 and 21 where it says one once during the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, in few that his eight souls were saved by water, the light figure were to even not water, but baptism doth also now save us. Friend, I'm here to tell you, I don't care how much squeezing you do, you can't squeeze hard enough to get the water out of 1 Peter 3, 20 and 21. You can't change baptism and water into dry cleaning. But like the Pharisees, some, some today are also covetous. They're hypocritical and they're self-righteous. Like the Pharisees of old, some today love the attention and the plaudits of men. Paul says, I should not seek to please men, for if I did, I would not be the servant of Christ. Galatians 1.10. 1 Peter 4 and 4, wherefore they think it strange that you run not with them to the same access of right. Like the Pharisees, some today bind their traditions upon men. Notice with me Colossians chapter two and verse number eight. Notice what Paul says in this text, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. From these considerations, it becomes obvious, brethren, that many not only fail to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, but they fall far below it. Now let us ask finally in our lesson this evening, how our righteousness, how can it, exceed the righteousness of the scribes and pharisees and first under this let me hasten to say one must realize what righteousness really is in the sight of god you gotta know what you're striving for you gotta know what you're aiming for it's more than being merely religious though being religious is a part but it's more than an outward but it is an outward and an inward. Psalm fifty-one six. the Bible says, David says that God desires truth in the inward parts from center to circumference. God wants truth within us. Timothy, or excuse me, Titus one fifteen. The book of Titus chapter one, verse number 15. Notice what Paul writes, unto the pure, he says all things are pure but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure but even their mind and conscience is defiled when you're pure on the inside you'll be pure on the outside under the pure all things are pure under the pure within the things will be pure without but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure but even their mind and their conscience is defiled. An impure man on the inside is not gonna do pure things on the outside. And so consistency of profession and practice. Look with me in Matthew 23. We've already quoted several verses from Matthew 23 and we've already quoted verse three, but I want us to read verses two and three together verses two and three saying this is matthew 23 saying the scribes and the pharisees sit in moses seat in the synagogue they had a seat called moses seat and they would sit in that seat and they would pick up the scroll and they would read from the law of moses Without adding one comment, there was no commentary. They just read from the scroll and laid it down and got up. And Jesus said, "Verse three: All therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, he said, when they read from the law of Moses, you do that, you do that, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say." and do not. That's why they were hypocrites. They were big on profession, but little on possession of Jesus Christ. You see a stand for the right is seen uh, of men. It, uh, it's got to be seen in us, whether we're persecuted or we're living uh uh, righteously in this world without being persecuted. But if it brings home persecution, read Matthew 5 and verse number 10. The Bible teaches that righteous men are going to be persecuted. But you know what? When you read the Beatitudes and you read verses, especially 9 or 10 through 12, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. When you're persecuted for righteousness' sake, it puts you in some really good company. And then you need to trust God rather than self. Isaiah forty thirty one. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. You want to have a righteousness that exceeds? Then you live strictly by the Bible, not the opinions and traditions of men. Practice what is studied and what is learned. Look with me in Hebrews 5 the book of hebrews chapter 5 and let's begin in verse number 12. hebrews 5 beginning with me in verse number 12. for when for the time you ought to be teachers now notice that you have need that one teach you again so for when for the time you ought to be teachers god allows us a certain amount of time to be babies when we obey the gospel we're a babe in christ and he allows us a certain amount of time to develop ourselves to where we can go out and teach others as well for when for the time enough time had passed by that these hebrew christians should have been teachers themselves you have need to one teach you again they've been taught but they hadn't grown, so they needed to be taught again. How much resources and how much time does that waste? Which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need of milk, and, of not, and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is babe. but strong meat. Now you notice this. Strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Notice, even those who by reason of use, we need to use what we learn, who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. There's the time to apply and to practice what we have learned. And if we don't, we will remain eternally a babe in Christ. In this temporal realm. Nextly, we must hunger and thirst after righteousness, just like a starving man hungers and thirsts for food and for water. And that's what Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 6 Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled, literally, satisfied. Nextly, we must seek it first. We must put God first in everything that we do. We need to live with the philosophy of a little book that was written years ago, WWJD. What would Jesus do? My next choice, my next decision. I need to ask what would Jesus do if he were facing this situation? And it's no mystery. He's revealed to us what he did. And he tells us what we should do. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The purpose of this lesson is to help you and I realize how much we must grow in order to meet the bare minimum of what God wants us to be and what God expects of us. Don't wait until the judgment day to find out. Let us decide from this night forward, we're gonna be top line Christians. We're gonna live in the clouds with god not in the clods with men what may we never ever be satisfied with our devotion when it falls beneath the bare minimum let us take the necessary steps in developing and exceeding righteousness but you must be a christian first jesus said he that believeth and is baptized is the he who shall be saved friend if you haven't believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. If you haven't repented, that is, turned from your old way of life, you're under new management, and quit, get out of the sinning business, and by your mouth say, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and then give your body to be buried with your Lord by baptism into death, raised to walk, in unison life, the lord will then add you to the body of christ the blood-bought spirit-filled heaven-bound church and he'll add you to it and you can lock arm in arm with the rest of us and we can go to heaven together let's be high water livers let's search for seek for and reach for the high water mark of God's righteousness. If you're an erring member of the body of Christ, you've allowed sin into your life, and maybe you've fallen below some of the things that we've talked about tonight. Maybe you've allowed these kinds of sins to invade your life. I would encourage you, my friend, to repent and pray and do it before the judgment day. You've been a marvelous audience. Thank you so much. I'll kick it back to Jonathan.
0: Brother Robbie, man, appreciate you, brother. That was outstanding. Uh, you always have a way of phrasing things that is just uh, uh, catchy. Uh, wish I had th- that skill. I don't, but you did more than that tonight for me, brother. You put you put a new wrinkle on my brain that I appreciate. Um, you know, I've I've gone to Matthew twenty three a lot, and you know that that passage where where a portion of it where Jesus says. You, know, you tithe of all that you have. And then he goes on to say these things you ought to have done and not neglect the weightier matters of the law. Every time I've come to that verse and, you know, you're dealing with the progressives and the people that want to be more liberal among us and, and try to minimize doctrine. You know, that they go to this verse and I always go back to it. And I point to it and say, no, in the middle of the verse, it says you you need to do those things. Yes. But I've never done, never had the thought to approach it the way that you did this way. What does it say about us if all the things that they were doing that were right, all of the ought you have done things, if we're not doing them? And which is basically the point, if if they're, they were enthusiastic and they prayed and they assembled and they did all of those things. Hard to claim your righteousness is higher than theirs if you won't do those things.
1: I'm not sure. That I like Matthew five twenty very much. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love it.
0: Don't get me wrong. No, it I understand what you mean, mean though.
1: Too.
0: That it's, that I mean, you know, obviously there 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 were the Pharisees are known for their hypocrisy, and that's what Jesus calls them in Matthew twenty three. You know, was that seven or eight times there? But so, not every every not not every individual in them was. You had Paul. You had uh, you had Nicodemus uh acts 15 says there were there were uh believers out of the sect of the pharisees so not every single one of them was hypocritical some of them were very um um uh well uh by person of integrity i'm trying to come up with the word for that is a person of integrity doing these things and uh man i I just really appreciate that tonight that's a new thought that i've had in my brain and and i'm going to use that sometime
1: man pour it down (laughs) if a man i stole it from don't care i don't care if you steal.
0: all right that's that's the way this thing works when you're preaching man (laughs) uh oh well let me just say one time glad to have you on but thank you for tonight brother and look forward to uh i think we've got your schedule coming up in two weeks i think we're back on schedule for the next uh next little bit here and we will be counting the days until you're back with us sir uh last last thoughts we'll let you go Well, I
1: just want to tell you if uh, if there comes a time when you need me for something else, just all you got to do is call. If I I, can do it, fill in for somebody, whatever.
0: All right, I got your number. I'll call you as often as I can. Thank you, sir, appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Well, as always, uh, thank Robbie for being on with us. Uh, Outstanding job tonight, Uh, just can rely on him to open God's word before us every single time that he's on. And uh, from the comments I'm seeing in the comment section, uh, y'all appreciate his uh, His efforts and his spirit as well. Uh, so thank him for tonight and for the uh, lesson that he put in front of us. Um, let's turn our attention to the prayer request uh, that we mentioned earlier. Uh, not a lot of them tonight. In fact, I really think I only saw one. Um, and that is from Jewel, um, who is having an ultrasound her annual ultrasound tomorrow. Uh, She has some nodules on her lungs that have to be monitored. And so she is uh, praying, wanting prayers uh, for that uh, to be a good outcome. Uh, And that is all that I saw. It's possible I missed something, but um, um, hopefully that's everything I'm trying to stall here uh, just a second um, and see if uh, anybody else has got anything that I missed or anything, but I'm not seeing anything else pop up in the comment section. and yep, okay. So let's uh, stop here and just have a, a word of prayer as we start to wrap up the evening tonight. Holy Father, we uh, are thankful tonight for the opportunity to study Your Word, to be reminded of uh, Your standards for us, Your desires for us. Uh, we pray that we can both um, maintain a, a focus on the weightier matters of the law, and to also do all that You have commanded of us as well. Uh, that. Uh, balanced life which comes through the process of a trans- transformed heart uh, is, is one that we would seek to live before you in all things and at all times. We're thankful for Robbie and his reminding us of those things this evening the challenge laid out in front of us. Uh, We're always um, encouraged uh, by his presence and by his uh, uh, his efforts that he does here on Digital Bible Study and we thank you for him. Uh, tonight we want to mem- remember our sister Jewel. She is going in for uh, some diagnostic work. and We pray that the results will come back clean and that the uh, conditions in her lungs will have, uh, uh, well, certainly not wor- worsened, but hopefully have even improved and that she uh, can be a full strength in your service as she lives her daily life. Uh, we continue to ask your blessings upon the work here at Digital Bible Study. Uh, our prayers are with Eric as he travels. We hope that he is safe as well and we uh, trust that he will return to us safely if it be your will for all the things that you provide us and all the things that you keep from us. We give you thanks in your son's name. Amen. Oh, Connie. Yes, that's what happens. Connie says she's having a medical procedure on her throat tomorrow. Hopefully that doesn't involve too much uh, discomfort there. Connie, it wasn't you though. Somebody, one of our regulars, or Patsy, was it Patsy or Patty? Had some oral surgery going on. Uh, recently, but uh, haven't seen an update on that, uh, at least that I remember. Maybe may been done when I was gone at some point. But um, uh, anyway, uh, b- we'll be praying for you, Connie. Everybody, remember to keep Connie in your prayers for that uh, procedure tomorrow. Um, and let's see what I have here on the Facebook side. I did not see anything on the YouTube side tonight. Uh, on Facebook, we have um, as I reload the page a fresh list up in front of me here just for a second uh what do i have i have uh patsy with 50 stars uh thank you patsy we got sabrono with 100 stars thank you for that sabrono and we've got claudette with uh, 200 stars i do appreciate that as well claudette thank you everybody for the way that you uh help us out here um a couple of updates real quick uh number one um I made the announcement this morning, larger audience here in the evening, so let me say um, uh, we had to um, uh, suspend using C.J. Marshall here on Digital Bible Study a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was teaching some things that just were not compatible with uh, the values here that Eric and I hold for Digital Bible Study. Um, <coughs> several good brethren have been in conversations with him uh, over the last few weeks, and um, And he has uh, recanted that view that he was uh, espousing. And we are thankful for that. Um, And uh, just thankful that he is back the way that um, we we would like him to be. I said this morning, probably not just bring him back on immediately. He is a young man. And um, I'd like to see a little bit longer uh, track record of of stability. Um, And so uh, we'll have some conversations with him in the future. And, uh, He hasn't burnt any bridges with us or anything like that. Just whenever the time's right, he's a very energetic and dedicated young man. Uh, We're working through a lot of challenges with his cerebral palsy, but it doesn't doesn't cause him to stop serving God, and we're thankful for that about him. Uh, Good news about his, his 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 views, and and we're thankful for the good heart that he has. And hopefully, we'll be able to work together here in the future. So that's that's the good news I wanted to get out here at the at the lead of the conclusion, so thankful for that as well, as I know many of you are as well. Uh, secondly, the article that we reviewed on From the Deep End is posted on the Facebook page. It's actually posted posted on Facebook. It's posted on the website. Uh, actually, let me back that up. It's posted on the website, uh, digitalbiblestudy.org. It's the fl- first article on the on, in the read section of the website. Um, It's The links to it are on our Facebook page, our Patreon page, and on our Locals locals page if you need to find it over there. Uh, So that is available for those who are in the class on Wednesday that you you wanted a copy of that article. It's now available for you. Uh, If you have not seen it yet, please take a moment and go go look for it. Thirdly, um, Jewel. I forgot, see, you let me do something, you let me get away for more than 30 seconds, and I forgot to do something for you. But it's done now, because I finally remembered Uh, the link to group subscriptions is now available. It's open to you. Um, it's it's posted on the Facebook page. It's near the top of the list right now in our feed because I just posted it this afternoon. So it's probably the second or third post on there by now, uh, right behind this post. So it, it should be right there. Uh, the, the picture associated with, uh, with it is just our logo, the Digital Bible Study Square logo. Um, and that's the link that's the one you're looking for the link is in the description uh there's a screenshot in the comment section that you'll need to see to figure out how to manage and invite people into your group subscription but it's right there on the uh, on the page so you should be able to use it now if for those of you who are interested in it um and that is um it's a twenty dollar subscription it allows you to sign up three other people yourself and three other people onto the website um which will get them into all of the uh, members' feeds and all all that that we do, uh, full access to everything that we have. and So you you can share that for $5 a month per person. Now that's for four uh, when you sign up and after you sign up, even if you wanna make it five or six or some other number, uh, just another $5 for each time. So if you wanna sign up six people, it's $30. And you just do that by managing your subscriptions in the account that you have on the website. Um, If you have any problems with it, let me know. also, do not forget that Tony uh, Brewer will be on for um, the member's uh, subscribers uh, class tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Uh, so do not forget that. I believe you'll be in Chapter 2 of the Book of Hebrews. and That is coming tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. I'll send out the invites to that here before I head off to bed this evening. Uh, and then tomorrow night, we have Joshua Cantrell with us um, to uh, wrap up the week here on the Connect program. So, I believe that is everything that I have. Uh, again, thank you all for uh, tuning in and being a part of the program, um, and for all the comments that you left, and all the ways that you help support us, both uh, with your subscriptions, donations, and then also just from the words of encouragement that you give us night after night. We say it as much as we say it as often as we can because we we don't ever want to forget it, and we don't let you forget it. How much we truly do appreciate all that you provide here at Digital Bible Study. We love you for it. We love the fellowship that we have in Christ that we get to experience across this platform together. So I'll say goodnight to you all, and we will be back here uh, for the Connect meeting tomorrow evening uh, for Joshua Cantrell at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So until then, (coughs) as always, it is my prayer that you will go out and make your day a great one for God. Have a good night, everybody.